welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey detailers, just wanted to let you know that Mobile Tech Expo Orlando is open for registration. Go to mobiletechexpo.com and use code PINTS for 15% off for being in the community. Hurry before they fill up. Go to mobiletechexpo.com and use code PINTS for 15% off. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, where, uh, well, we truly don't know if we're into pumpkins, into spicy atomic pumpkins, or if we're okay with just a little bit of truly passionate. I truly think you gave your answer at the end. Oh. Did I, though? I, I do. All right, so we have the Voodoo Ranger Special Release Atomic Pumpkin from New Belgium. Generally a huge fan of Voodoo Ranger. It's one of my favorite go-tos for an IPA. They usually have a couple different spins on it. You can find it. We find it even at uh, QT, yeah, any, any gas, gas station. station to liquor store. Voodoo Ranger, if you're anywhere through the Midwest, so they're out of uh, Colorado, So, but if you're too far out of the Midwest, I don't know. But Chase gets it out of... He's all the way in Orlando. Or he's Florida. in Orlando. Not Orlando, Florida. Lakeview or somewhere there, I don't know. Yeah. So, New Belgium is a growing beer that continues to go around, and they released a Voodoo Ranger Spicy. <sighs> but it's not special. Spicy. It's a spicy. Mm. Nicely done. Yeah. Atomic pumpkin, uh, Mr. Patterson. What, what do you rate it, Marty? There we go. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, all right, so taste the pumpkin. I would say it's mild on the pumpkin flavor. Yeah. I would say that spice. It, it's up front, though. Well, yeah, so there's a so you're right. There's almost actually three flavors. Yep, I taste is. a bit of a spice up front, and then a a mellow ale-ish flavor, like it's a little bit of bland, and then you taste a hint of like a little jalapeno or whatever they're saying towards spice the end. towards the Delayed, end. Yeah, though. it's it's definitely an experience, though. Right? It, it, it's an experience in your mouth for sure. It is. Ah. Uh, from a pumpkin flavor, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of the pumpkin up front. I'm okay with the spice. Even at the end. Either well, one. but I'm okay with the spice. Like, I thought the spice was good at the end, personally. Uh, I'm going 3-5. Yeah. Wow. I was going to go solid 3 the whole time. So it's, I mean, it's, I, I would definitely get this beer again. So I'm pumpkined out right now, but I'd still probably drink on this a little more. Because it's not all the way pumpkin-y, but it is. But the spice at the end. It adds like, that different that you go, the, okay, yes. I'm going to take another sip. This is the perfect beer for me to be pumpkin out on. I'm like, I'm done with the straight pump. Like, this is great. And it's an experience, too. It could be a definite, uh, you could almost even save it for a winter. Yes. Imagine this. In the cold. In the cold. In the cold, for yeah. sure. With that extra we should, we, spicy yeah. towards the end. I'm saved one. Yeah, agreed. All right, so I went 3-5 for the new Belgian Voodoo Ranger. You went 3. All right, well, hey, guys, gals, detailers. This is an episode with none other than... The capital T-H-E. Oh, 
capital C. Capital H. Oh, we're continuing the capitalization. We don't have to say capital every time? We should. A-S-E? H. Chase. Oh, yes, you're right. Can we spell? I don't know. Chasers. Hey, stay tuned for a great episode with the one and only Chasers. The one and only. Welcome to a Pints and Polishing podcast where... You know, our, our special guest for today has chosen he wants to introduce our uh, our second host. You know, I guess you would be the co-host, his co-host with me. So the guest, host. the guest. Yeah, the is... guest wanted to introduce the host. So, oh, uh, listen. Chasers, please, uh, <laughs> please introduce uh, the other host that we have here today. So we have moved on from DJ, and now we're moving to, I'm going to say, is it Roosevelt? Oh, you pronounced it right. Very presidential. Very fitting for my oh, year. Presidential Roosevelt. You got the exclusive there, Chase. Wow. Right? Nicely done. Oh, man. All right, so uh, what's killing everybody in the community, they all want to know, every time we say the word chasers, they want to know, uh, how did you get the nickname chasers? Oh, man. That would be my wonderful girlfriend. And unfortunately, within, gosh, was it within even five minutes of meeting you guys, she decided to spill the beans? Yeah, it was, it was actually out. seven I minutes, mean, but yeah. I don't even know if it was five minutes. No one's counting. So. Seven, seven, <laughs> seven, yeah, seven oh one. I mean, that, that one, <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> I got a funny story. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. Hmm, yeah. So, apparently it's just stuck ever since. To there was another name too. We, we haven't released that one yet. No, 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 no. Nah, <laughs> another name. There is another name. Yes. Yeah. Out of respect, I won't. Uh, I won't. I won't share that one. Okay. Uh, share that one. All right. Well, uh, happy to have um, Mr. Chase Lucas on the episode with us because Chase and I are new Belgium Voodoo Ranger fans. And uh, whenever we grab uh, one from the store or sitting at the bar, we like to send each other photos. And since Voodoo Ranger has now released not only a special release, Mr. Patterson. They actually crossed the special out. Yeah. And uh, have made it a spicy. Do that again. Spicy. Not with all the head jarring. Like, dude. Spicy. You're going to hurt your neck. I'm not. I had my cryotherapy today. I'm did you cry? Wonderful. Did you cry this time? I didn't. I'm at the full three minutes. At uh, two. You lasted three minutes. Two hundred fifteen negative. Two hundred fifteen degrees. Full wow. three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes. Is, you got. That's a good number for it you. It is a good number. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I crossed the minute mark. I was super excited. That about is that. good. Yeah. A couple of times though, I didn't do so well. Three minute man now. Yeah, now I'm the three minute man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving on up. I'm man. moving up. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. It's really not about how long. It's how many, how much you get out of those three minutes. Okay. Yeah. So quality over the quantity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, a lot of quantity in the three minutes helps too. You little yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Yeah. I can see how that would work. Definitely. All right, so when we're thinking of a pumpkin ale and we're thinking quality, are we thinking this beer? <laughs> I don't I, – I mean, 
I'm disappointed in all the hype against, the negative hype against it. Well, so Chasers uh, <laughs> let us know that he did not like it at all. Like very strongly. And was not going to be drinking it. However, I, I popped I one open. I know, that's what I'm saying. You, you drank it and told us Ooh. that you weren't going to be drinking it with us. It is very interesting. Oh, no, no, I, I brought another one to the party, I promise. Oh, looky there. Well, thank you, Mr. Chasers. Way to be a team player. Yeah. Right? All right, so, DJ, you say you don't understand why... He doesn't like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. What do you like about it? It's different. Like, that spicy kick at the end is almost like a Bloody Mary, but not at all. It's definitely at the end. I mean... It's way at the when end. You, it's delayed. When, like, I didn't even know why he was saying, uh, and, you know, I, I didn't see the spicy for literally... Right as you put, it's not until what a couple seconds after you swallow. After you swallow, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. It's always what happens. Yeah, I know. All right, Chase, please introduce <laughs> yourself. Uh, let us know uh, you've been on the podcast before. Regular part of the community. It's always great hanging out with you. Um, but please let everybody know. You know, give us a little background story. Remind everybody who you are. Tell us what you've been up to. I don't know that I've ever ever made an appearance. I might have been talked about a little bit. Thanks a to little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, man. My name is Chase Lucas. Uh, unfortunately, I have to go by Chasers thanks to these two and somebody no, else. No, thanks to Caitlin. Oh, uh, well, yeah. We'll go there. Um, have been detailing since, oh, man. Since I was 14 years old, uh, my dad had was that a three years ago? called Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, uh, man. The old man's had this company going on for a little over 30 years now. It's been in the business, and I have been with him since I was 14, and then now going on 31, unfortunately. Uh, welcome. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. And um, located in Lakeland, Florida. And yeah, it's kind of uh, been in my, kind of been in the DNA ever since I was little. Even before uh, my dad started the business full time, he always detailed on the side on the weekends. Gosh, since I can remember. Um, so back even seven, eight, nine years old, um, he was always detailing on the side on the weekends at the house. Um, so it just kind of stuck with me. And here we are. Cool, man. Uh, so when uh, when you were in high school, you you detailed cars the whole time. Did you did you I, did you always I work did, for him? I, I did. Yeah, when I was like my junior year in high school, when I was able, even my early sophomore year, wasn't driving yet. Get picked up from school and about. Even by about 2.30, I'd get out of school and even come in and work till, you know, from about like 3 to 6, just get a couple hours in to bail them out at the end of the day. Um, and then that same thing all the way through, I graduated and then um, went to college for about a year and a half and realized I was over it and was still working with them at that point in time um, and just went here full time up until I was right about... 22, 23, maybe a little bit before, um, 
kind of decided that maybe I wanted to go do my own thing. So I went to, um, I actually went to work for a BMW dealership for about a year and a half. Huh. Um, being a technician there. Um, technician like You're the lube guy? Uh, doing, doing mechanic things, yeah. I, yeah. But I was, I had a pretty cake job, I'm not going to lie. I was a mobile technician. So I literally came into work every morning hopped in my X3 BMW and drove around, well, you guys know Orlando, camp in Orlando, um, all day long, fixing little, anything I could fix on the road or go to people's houses or just do little stuff. I was almost like a courtesy service. Hmm. Um, so I, I pretty much kind of made my own schedule throughout the day and just kind of got to drive around and be a rolling billboard all day long. Um, and then, about a year and a half into being there, um, my dad got diagnosed with Parkinson's. And he, at that point in time, he had um, two part-time guys and was thinking about kind of scaling it back, but they were so busy um, that I just kind of decided to tell him that I would leave BMW and come back full-time and take over, and there we are. Wow. How many years ago was that? That would have been seven years, I think. Yeah, probably going on seven years I've been back now with him. So how'd that go early moving into uh, back under dad's roof? How'd it go for you? Um, man, honestly, we had, we had an agreement from the time I told him when I, I just kind of came up with the idea uh, you know what, I, I kind of came to him one day, once they told me um, about his diagnosis, I was like, look, I said, if we can make this work and you can kind of give me leeway to take the business where I want to take it, um, I'll be more than happy to come back and go this route. And we have never had a bad relationship, so we've always uh, worked well together. Um, I know sometimes people that work with family members, it doesn't always go the same way, but yep. you know, I mean, everybody butts their heads once in a while, but we've never had a problem. So from the day I came back, um, it kind of actually worked extremely well. So what was your vision when you came back versus his vision that he had to kind of adapt to? Oh, man. He had, and to this day, we still have some of them customers he's had for 30 years, but, you know when he was doing it at the house or part-time and even when he started to his own shop, it was, he was kind of more, I guess you could call it nowadays production-wise. He had a couple of used car dealers and he had his set small clientele based. Um, it was just, you know, just regular details. Um, he was doing, you know, on his own and with somebody else, they were doing maybe two cars a day. Um, and that's when I kind of told him, I said, listen, I said, you know, if we're going to go this route, I'm going to come back. We're going to have one other person with us too. And we need to, I didn't want to so much just be focused on the dealer car wise as I did. I wanted to get into more of a customer based service and build it that way. Um, because he was turning business away at that point in time. Like new business that wasn't dealerships? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So a yeah, lot of residential so or, or not residential, but. Yeah, because you're not you're not mobile. You're a shop, so it'd be yeah, yeah, just new clients in in general. Exactly, and he was so set Retail. in that mindset of detail, production, get it in, get it out. He had that. 
like I said, he had that small niche of people that have been with him since day one. Um, and he knew, hey, this is where I need to make, this is where I need to be to pay the bills, pay everything will be good. And I was like, no, man, we, we got to go way above and beyond that. So, so have, um, the, have, the, have you noticed the numbers have changed since then, though? Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, that's, it was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. The first, oh, man, first six, eight months, maybe even a year, that's pushing it. But, man, it was, it, it, it was to push it back towards, you know, because everybody was so used to what he was doing mm. and, you know, where he was and how he was scheduling. So to be able to then all of a sudden be like, hey, we can bring in more, we can do more, everything else. It was, it was a struggle at first to get it to where it is now. What were some of your struggles? Mm. You just, you had customers that were so stuck on being, I I, I guess you'd call it catered to by him, you know, when you've had some customers since day one. Um, And all of a sudden I come in and I want to change, you know, you want to, first off, you want to change prices because you, You've been you've been in the dealership and you see you've been around everything else. I'm out on the road all day long. You see what people are paying to get cars detailed, and then I come back and I see what he's charging people. I'm like, holy crap, man! We're like we're way off. You know what I mean? And somebody with his knowledge and what he's done for so long and the quality I see compared to that quality he was doing, I was like, we've got to change this mindset. And that was the biggest struggle at first to get him to realize that. Listen. You can tell people that you're going to charge them more money and they're going to be okay with it because we're not even close to everybody around us. So give us, I mean, help us understand what you mean. I mean, close, what, what kind of what kind of price difference did you go after? I mean, he was, gosh, when I came back, full details, um, you know, five, six, seven hours of full detailing all day long. I mean, he was maybe getting $100, hundred and a quarter, maybe. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm traveling around and everywhere else is like minimum like 200 bucks, two and a quarter. And it's, they're in and out in like four and five hours. It's half of the work. Um, I was just, I said, listen, I, you know, I was like, we don't need to be all the way off, but we can work our way there. I, you know, I wasn't telling him, hey, we, got to instantly go to that um but you know we can baby step our way there you know you don't have to all of a sudden tell someone hey man you got a hundred dollar price increase but you work your way up to that you know people learn to understand and getting him to realize that you know he was so worried about people going somewhere else um and then you tell them that they go somewhere else pay more money and then they would turn around and come back because it, it was done half-assed yeah what i'm gathering though is that his mindset versus yours was he just needed what was comfortable. He wasn't trying to grow and Correct. scale, but oh yeah, yeah. And, and you raising the price and increasing it was because you wanted to grow and scale to where it could be. So that's that's cool. You guys finally came to. I'm sure it all worked. It was seven years ago, so I'm sure I'm sure it's smooth operation now, right? With communication and expectations and so forth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah probably about about the time I started. Actually, probably about the time I started getting into coding cars and stuff like that. So we're going on four and a half, five years. It, so it took about a year, year and a half, maybe two years to get to where we needed to be to be able to build towards what I wanted to do. And then it kind of just took off from there. Sweet. 
Uh, so what were some of those early struggles? I mean, I want to go back to that question. I mean, what was, what was some of the stuff that you and your dad argued over? I mean, what, what was, uh, what was it that, uh, created that controversy? I understand that you wanted to make more, he didn't, you know, I get it where, why he was the way he was. I think that there's plenty of detailers out there, right? I don't even have to say, I think, I'm, I'm sure we, we, all, we, we all know that yeah, there's detailers the out the there yeah. that would like to make more money. Yep. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. So he was at a price point. You came in. You want to make more money. So anybody else can relate to this because if they have a price point now and they wish that they could charge more. So walk us through some of those steps. Like walk us through some of the struggles. Walk us through some of the controversies. What happened? It started off, so, so then to, to start off, it was also, so when you're at that price point and you've got your mind made up, you are also basing that off of, hey, I only need to do this many cars a week, you know what I mean? So I would come in the mornings and be like, man, there might be a car here, schedule the car here, schedule and you know, when, it, when I wasn't here, he was good with that. He knew there was a time he was here, he could get it done and get it out. So the struggle to be able to, instead of moving this car to this day or another day back, to get him to realize, like, hey, we can knock three or four cars out in a day. We don't just need to be working on one or two cars. Um, that took a while because at that point in time, he wasn't far enough along in his um, diagnosis with heart that it was affecting him at all yet. And at that point in time, when I came back, it was just us two. So at that point in time, it was, I feel like we could get, at the bare minimum, double our production daily, um, and the amount of cars coming in and out. And to come in every morning um, and not know, because I didn't really have, I didn't have control over the schedule or anything like that. At that point in time, I'm just here working, being a detailer. Um, so to come in and see how he has things scheduled, and I'm standing around twiddling my thumbs till 11 o'clock noon because this is how he scheduled something, and I turn around and look at the schedule, I'm like, man, you could have brought these three cars in. Um, that created that created some problems for a while. Um, but then once he realized, once I, you know, I was like, man, just give me an inch here. Let, let me prove to you that we can do this and get it right. Um, and then go from there. And I was like, listen, if it, if it doesn't work, then we'll do it your way. But at least give me the opportunity to prove to you if we can make this work. Um, so that was a big thing for a while is be able to schedule enough work in here that we're working all day long, you know, not just here and there in, in spotty work and stuff like that. All right. DJ, do you, you feel that that's a, a thing that a lot of detailers struggle with? It's what, increasing prices or – Changing models. Well, I think he talked about you know increasing production, getting cars out, keeping quality up, and then also charging more for it. Yeah, and there's a point if you so in in Chase's situation. Or, I'm sorry, Chase. In Chaser's in Chaser's situation, <laughs> my apologies. Man, I, I really didn't mean. To, I really didn't mean to do that. So in Chaser's situation. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a little different because it's, he came into a business that was already operating um, and needed to scale, so wanted to increase his price. For the new guys and girls coming in the industry right now, it, it, there's a point where you're charging very little, but you want to scale, so you have to increase prices. So yeah, it's I'm seeing a lot of that for sure, but different situation in his shoes. But anytime you want to 
scale, you have to increase your prices. I mean, that's just bottom line. You have to do that, but you also have to know how to provide a quality service and all that goes into it. You can't be a crappy business owner, detailer, whatever you want to call it, and increase your prices. It has to. Your prices have to reflect what you can produce to your customers, of course. But you do have to increase prices to scale, but you do have to be better to scale as well. A better detailer and a better business owner. Okay, so how do you get better? At what? Being a business owner or a detailer? Don't know. We just basically said, hey, if you want to get to where you want to be, you want to be better. Mm -hmm. um, detailers want to, right? We can both, I think we can now all three, listening to Chaser's story, we can all three relate to being in the business and wanting to make more money off of the time and effort that we're putting in. Correct. So that rub, right, there's there's plenty of detailers that have a struggle with that rub of, okay, I, I've got some customers and I, I, I just I want to make some more money. Do you go get more customers or do you raise the price would be would be one one question to look at. And basically when he came in, Chasers decided to raise the price <laughs> and not just increase volume. He, he increased in volume and raised the price, which yeah. is well done. But, you know, it, if you're a one to two man, you know, mobile to shop owner, uh, just raising prices is that that's a that's a big risk, isn't it? It is a risk. Yeah. Um, How do you know when to to go for that risk when to raise your prices when you find your worth i mean i guess when, when you know that, when you know that you're well, good man. enough it's did you just say know your worth yeah i I'm did sure. if, if 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 you know if you know you're a good business business minded if you know you're good business minded okay, well, if you what know if you you're don't good know? i mean you have to like if you know your skills are at the level they need to be as well then okay, I can produce a quality service and I can charge this much because I'm confident that my skills reflect that. Okay, I, my answer would be, well, the market would kind of tell you. They, well, how would the market tell you if you should raise your price or not? Well, if you're constantly two, three, four, I'm six weeks out, there's a lot of detailers that will post, you know, hey, I'm two months out. Well, you got either two problems. Either you haven't brought enough team members in to meet the need of the market, or you're at such a great value, low cost in a sense, that you're booked out for forever because everybody just wants it. So if you're two, three weeks booked out, that I would, and constantly staying out for three, four, five months, I would say that would be a good time to go ahead and say, Hey, let me go ahead and throw ten bucks onto these. Mm. Let me go ahead and throw twenty bucks on some of them. You know, let me you know test the waters a little bit. I, I, that's why I, I think it would be a good way of looking at it. Yeah, looking back at your data and all the things. Yeah, definitely that would yeah. definitely help. Chasers, uh, let's go into some motivation, right? As you got into some of those struggles and some of those things going on, you're uh, you're a pretty positive mindset kind of guy, I think. Um, you have a, uh, a desire to go out and drink beer with such fine fellows as me and DJ, so you must have your a standards, very... Your standards are very, very, very high. So you, you must have a lot of great motivation. Uh, <laughs> I think you, it was quite the commute to come hang out with us, too. Well, oh, yeah. Great yeah, community. Amazing community. All right. 
All night. <laughs> it got better and better as the night went on, too. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, so, so give us some motivation, man, Chase. What, uh, as, as you're there in the shop at, uh, at what you're doing, your age, looking forward to life, coming through what you've come through, you know, what's, what is it that keeps you motivated? What is it that drives you? His Camaro. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> which one? Um, that's why I say mine might be a little bit. It might have started a little bit different than most people. You know, when I got here, the motivation was, you know, with my dad being in his situation and had, getting diagnosed with what he did, and you know, it started off as first as my motivation was like, I know, you know, am I trying to? better my life and make sure my bills are paid and I'm good and everything, yes. But on the other end, too, you know, you're looking, you're trying to keep the mindset of, listen, you know, in, in a couple of years, what does it look like going forward? Because you can't control what's going to happen with him um, and stuff like that. So my main motivation was to make sure I could create um, a bunch of stability in the company to... Um, if it ever got to the point of where it is now, um, I could get to the point to where I could have plenty of DJ's current team members um, and get to the, be able to um, kind of work um, to the point where I could have him, you know, just kind of be in the face of the customer side of the company and not have to have him work all the time. Um, and worry about his health and stuff like that. So that's where the motivation started. Um, and then once you got farther along and it didn't progress as bad as it could have been, um, and we just got busier and busier and stuff like that, um, the motivation more came about, you know, myself just being to the point of, you know, listen, we're two or three, four years into this and I, I'm ahead of what I ever thought we could be. Um, at this point in time, you look at it and be like, well, you know, the kind of sky's the limit at that point in time, so why not just keep seeing how far you could push the ceiling before you bump your head on it? So, in a sense, basically a little success and a little uh, growth is what basically just gave you that, if you want to say, like, carrot dangling in front of you? You like things dangling in front of you? Exactly. Oh, here we go. I knew it was coming. Oh, How'd you yeah. He knew when it's Have coming. you and DJ yeah. had moments before? You had to go there, sir. <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, you could say that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Chase. I like We're you, gonna, man. Uh, I'm hooking a left turn here, man. I'm going to steer We're a good. bar right away from that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and detour over here. Oh, man. Hey, what happens but, in Vegas, right? That was Orlando. Uh, it was going to be what happens in Vegas, but, you know, we had to stick with Orlando, and then... And now we're going to Baltimore. Gonna, now we're going to Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, let's talk about Baltimore. So we got Friday night uh, meet and greet at Rob Schroofer. Yeah, dude, I can't wait for that. All right, what's that date? Uh, 23rd of October from 6.30 to 8.30. At Rob's crib. 6.30 to... Ish. 
Yeah, it, 8.30 is on the agenda, but we definitely know it's going to go far exceed that. That's what I just said. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. Hold on, we had a party foul. <laughs> big, big party foul. I'm trying to turn DJ's phone off and spilt beer onto my phone, which dropped onto the floor. And we got beer all over the floor. I got beer on my leg too. And he's got beer on his leg. Well, I, I, don't, I don't seem to be that guy. That's where beer belongs. But anyway. Wow. <laughs> That's not where beer belongs. Definitely. We got a live party foul here. All right, so, uh, Chase, we're going to hop over to the community pub. Uh, we're thankful for your time, man. Um, what's so uh, give us, give us as we close down the, uh, well, the series on motivation. Uh, we were closing with you and the Voodoo Ranger Spicy. Wait, hold on. Spicy. Yeah, do it again. Spicy. One more time. No, that's not. Uh, your neck hurts, doesn't it? No. You guys, um, you guys are really, you guys are really feeling this beer for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, I, I like it. A lot, I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan. Oh, I'm a good fan. No. Um, I'm but, disappointed that you I'm gave it so much crap. But Chase, you know, you're seven years in. You said uh, been doing since you were 14. There's a lot of young guys going into the business now. There's people, you know, fresh into it. Now they're going through some some tough times of uh, a very slower uh, time in the industry. And uh, as we enter into what could possibly be a very tough time for the U.S. economy, so uh, what's the motivation that you would give to the community to encourage them um, to continue to push through? Man, more than anything, don't let anybody tell you um, that you can't get bigger, um, that you for whatever reason, need to shut your doors because something crazy is going on in the world oh. and everything else to the point where, man, if there's business at your front door, you got to take it. Um, I've seen so many people over the last few months um, close their doors for a amount of time because somebody on the internet or in some forum or something crazy has told them that they needed to do it and it wasn't because they didn't have business or something like that. And now, you know, three or four months later, they decide they might have made a bad decision and now that business is gone um, because they went elsewhere with people that kept fighting through the situation um, and did what they could to keep their doors open and kept going and stuff like that and, and actually got... Probably, uh, I've talked to quite a few people that have actually gotten busier and bigger through this yeah, whole I hear that a lot. COVID situation, man. It's crazy. And it just say that we're one of, I mean, we we never slowed down. I guess I could say we got a little bit crazier out of control just because the people around me that decided to do that dumb crap and listen to everyone else. Um, man, you got to keep, you cannot let somebody else dictate what you do on a daily basis. Um, if you have any control of it, um, or you're going to end up in a situation to where you're just going to kind of go with the flow, and the next thing you know, there's nothing there waiting on you. All right, man. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Uh, where do people find you on social, Chase? Oh boy. Well, the old uh, the, <laughs> the, 
the Chasers Instagram, um, if they're going to go personal, it's Chase underscore Lucas underscore. Um, and then the, the detail page is Michael's underscore auto underscore detailing. All right, man. Well, we appreciate your time, Chase. We love uh, how active you are in the community. Thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, we're going to hop over yeah, to the community pub. Uh, anybody else that uh, wants to hop on, it's 730 Central on Zoom ID 918-800-1188. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we're going to hop over and have some beers with some guys that are hanging out waiting for us. Uh, and it looks like... Nick's Tonight, cooking. yeah, right? What was that water? Looks like we're going to get cooking with Nick. Yeah. And uh, maybe if we're lucky, we're going to see Nick's mom. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. Nick's mom came in last time, though. He's got competition now. Yeah. That was, uh, oh, I forget his name. All right. What that? <laughs> it was Mark. Yeah, Mark's, hey, Mark's mom. <laughs> That's right. Have a good night, bro. <laughs> All right, guys. You too. I'll see you soon. All right. See, see you soon. You, All right, brother. All right. <laughs> Hey community, hope you enjoyed the episode. What are you doing Wednesday night at 7.30 Central? Let's have a beer. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188, and the community pup opens at 7.30 Central. Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. We look forward to seeing you there. Ooh.